I'm Kate Reeves. And I'm Gemma Peanut. And this is Bestie Hotline, where we try and take a dilemmon and turn it into some juicy dilemmonade. Did I do that well? You sure did. Thanks, you babe. nailed the I'm intro, getting babe. better. I'm getting better. How's Camarita? It's grand. I'm having a lovely time up here. But don't worry, it's not so lovely that I want to move my whole life up here. Thank goodness. You know, DLs were worried. I know. They, people slid in and were like, but you can't abandon Revs and the potty. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. And we live in a modern age, people. Yeah. There'd be ways to make it work. But anyway, I'm not moving to Camarita. Thank God. I'm way too attached to my mother. <laughs> and your bestie. And my bestie. Thank you. Speaking of besties. Yeah. Which bestie is called the bestie hotline today? Bring, bring. Hi, besties. I'm hoping you can help me with this dilemma that I have with my husband. And please tell me I'm not the only one. We have two kids under two. Our youngest has just turned four months old. And I'm just finding it really hard to get back in the saddle, if you know what I mean. If I'm really honest, we've probably had this problem since our first bub was born. He's almost three. Our sex life just isn't what it used to be, and I really struggle to get in the mind frame to want to do it. Hubby seems to think that everyone else is having amazing sex all the time, and we're the only couple that has this problem, and I keep assuring him that I'm pretty sure we're not. I'm pretty sure most mums of two kids under two, or of any kids for that matter, are tired, touched out, and just a lot of the time don't want a bar of it. So if you guys could give me any advice as to how I can feel a little bit more sexy again and feel more like doing the deed, I would very much appreciate it because I feel like this problem is just only getting bigger and bigger every time it comes up between hubby and I. It ends in an argument because he's not happy with the state of the sex life. And the more he brings it up, I feel like the more it's pushing me away and the more I don't want to do it. So please, please, besties, give a girl a hand. Give a guy a hand is what I want to say. DL, I'm going to dive straight in and say, first up, you are so far from alone. So far from alone. This is a legit universal issue and Mm -hmm. your husband needs to get on board with the fact that every single family around you in and amongst your community feels exactly the same way their cishet male partners will be feeling neglected and going through that adjustment of feeling like they're having a sexless life compared to how it used to be they're mourning something too there you know you both are and as a woman I myself couldn't believe how asexual I became. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I don't crave it. Like who, what's happened to me? Something's wrong with me. That's mm. what I used to say. And the two under two factor. Oh, speak to that. The hormonal shift yeah. that your body has gone through. First of all, it's enormous. And then you're backing it up with the second kid that you actually don't get that recovery time. And it's funny, like when our DL said, can I have some advice yeah. on how to make myself feel sexy? I, I laughed because I was like, we're not an advice giving podcast. However, it's a tricky one because Rafa's four now and I feel like I'm now emerging from the weeds and the fog of two under two and the trenches and not even if you have two under two, just the trenches of those early toddler years, toddler years and newborn and the baby years. Mm-hmm. It's hard because what I want to say to our DL 
is get yourself feeling sexy, do all these rituals of self-care to make you feel good so that when you feel good, you know. But the reality is she said her youngest is four months old. Mm. Like with a four-month-old. What can you really do? You don't have the energy or the headspace or a strong desire, I didn't, to give a fuck about myself, my own needs, Mm -hmm. when you have so many other needs to meet with your two children. I remember when... Teddy, it was the night before Teddy turned six months old and we hadn't had sex since he was born. Mm. And I was like, we need to have sex. Yeah, because (laughs) Because Teddy turns six months tomorrow and I can't know that we've been six months without having sex. But I didn't want it. Wasn't craving it. Didn't want to have it. It was just like this society. Society has made me feel that I can't possibly hit the six month mark. Yeah, because then I'm like cobwebs will start growing. You know, like I was like full of shame about it. There's something wrong with us. Or there's something wrong with the relationship. Yeah, and we think it's all signs to that. You know, so I was like, we need to have sex right now, right now. He's like, all right. (laughs) But that was a weird mental thing. I did not feel good till Isla was six. You know, so you're ahead, babe. You are ahead. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say my mojo's back. Yeah. Even with a four-year-old. But what's different is I'm stepping back into a new version of me Mm. where there's more of a focus of me. That's Mm -hmm. a really weird thing to say, but I just feel like I gave so much to my kids and parked myself at the back of the line. Didn't even think about me back there in the queue. I was just giving to everyone else. But only now, like this year, with like going to Pilates. That's for me. Yeah. That's not for anyone else. Buying body oil. <laughs> like yes, I know I'm influenced yes. by the potty, but all of these little acts of self-care mm-hmm. make me feel really good. Yeah. It's just like you really do abandon yourself with that first babe. You do. You throw it away and you literally step overnight into this new life without any manual, without any handbook. Like all you have is other mums and thank God for other mums. But you really day to day are navigating like this whole new existence in, and in every way, mentally, emotionally, sleep wise, spiritually, all the things, your relationship changes overnight. And then add to that, you can't wear the clothes you used to wear. You know, it's just like so 360. Mm. Of course, you don't feel sexy. Like so many things need to align for women to feel sexy. Like, and it's so easily thrown off kilter. Oh yeah. One bad day, a hormonal day, uh, like weird change in your cycle, something at work, someone being a bit mean to you or like a weird run in at the bank and it can all throw it off really. We're not like men. I mean, like, look, obviously this isn't universal, but just generally, we're not like men who can kind of like go at whenever in whatever circumstances, you know? Yeah. My husband's like that. Which Sometimes I know it's not I'm like, everyone. really? I know. It's like, You're now? It now? <laughs> what? Why? Or we, like, we just had a fight with that person about a parking spot. <laughs> like, <laughs> how are you feeling sexy? You know, women need a lot of things to come together to, for the mood to be set. I think she needs to tell her husband, well, You're going to have to work a little bit harder. I need to be wined and dined. I need the scene set for me. I say this to Hub sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I get it. I'm not up for it. It's hard for you. Like, I get it. Yeah. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. I'm not going to dismiss men and go, well, too bad. If I don't want sex, you don't get it for a few years while I figure my shit out. Like. It's an intimacy that they're craving. If we're going to be hympathetic for a second, it's an intimacy that he is craving after an adjustment to life where he's no longer the focus. Yeah. Yes. Because and it's a big shift. It is a big shift. To have someone put all their focus and energy and love into you yeah. and suddenly that's kind of ripped away mm. and given to this other little scream- screaming piglet. 
Yeah. You and know. it's hard because we change. Yeah, the we minute change. we become mothers, we change. We change. And then they change. But the push pull dynamic, that's got to stop because I know that feeling when the longer you go without it, the more they push mm. and the more you pull away. Mm-hmm. So rather than getting into this fighting spa, with each other. Unless that's your thing. Unless that's your kink. Sure. Have, have makeup be. sex. Have makeup sex. Hate sex. <laughs> You've almost got to educate him on how to help you get there. That's kind of what, what I had to do with hubs. I was like, I need to be wined and dined. I need to not have children touch me for mm-hmm. a few hours. Mm-hmm. I can't go from, we've just put the kids to bed. Let's go have sex. No way. I need to go have conversation, have some dinner, have a bath. I don't know, whatever your scenario might be, but they need to help you create the scene. Mm-hmm. And seduce you a little bit. Like yes. I think before kids, you kind of, and you do get, we all get into that comfortable relationship pattern of like, oh, sex, you know, <laughs> like it, you do stop seducing each other, even when your child free you stop doing that but then when kids come along you need the seduction more than anything and it's what we as women miss that's the part we really miss right feeling desired feeling wanted feeling beautiful feeling like we're the queen of the house like that stuff is so vital that's the foreplay that is the absolute scene setting foreplay for this kind of thing so give him this episode to listen to Swing it to him. The other thing that I know comes up in a lot of relationships as well is where men don't feel wanted yeah. by their wives and they are experience that sense of rejection. Yeah. Sometimes when I get the guilt, like everyone, I'm like, fuck, I haven't like shown up yeah, yeah. in my marriage sexually. Like t- time goes by and you're like, okay, I need to make an effort. I think that's healthy and normal yeah. and every person faces this. And sometimes I need a bit of inspo. So I'll just watch a movie that has a sexy moment in it that in the past has sort of got me a little bit excited. Like fluff yourself. Yeah, fluff yourself. It's a discipline and that makes it sound so (laughs) boring and unsexy. But, you know, the first time I watched Bridgerton. Season one of Bridgerton, baby. I was hot for it. That was making mamas all over town, horny. It sure was. And when I felt the fanny flutters... (laughs) I was like, okay, a part of me could just sit here and do nothing with this sensation, but I'm feeling it for once. It's a rare moment. I got to seize the moment. Act on it. And I knew I would get like a month out of it of my husband leaving me alone (laughs) if I really pounce on him and showed up sexually. And this is the other thing we forget is once we do it. Yeah. Most people enjoy it. If if you're not enjoying it once you do it, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. But if generally speaking... You guys know how to get each other off and you're peaking and orgasming. It's wonderful. It can actually help with sleep. Yeah. Sex is a wellness tool. Yep, totally. And it makes you feel closer, doesn't it? Like it, it really does bring you together and you feel really intimately connected and close with each other. And maybe you'll be a little gentler on each other. Hundred P. Through the ins and outs of the bullshit of the week, you know? But I do feel for Adiel because... She's a four-month-old. And she's getting it like a little, getting shit on the side. It's not cool. It's not cool. cool. Four months is very early to be a bit like, knock, 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 hello. Yeah. And putting pressure. Pressure is the worst thing anyone can do. It's not sexy. Does he have friends? Like, he needs to go talk to his friends. He needs to go out for a beer with his mates and, like, get the gauge that everyone's in the fucking same boat. Look, every friendship group has the unicorn couple who just love to bone down, looking at you, Em and Luke, (laughs) like, who just love to have sex all the time right and they've got a really healthy sex life it's just part of their relational shit part of their relationship identity and good for them we're not fucking taking anything away from them because that's great but like it's not it's absolutely not the majority hundred p not another thing i'm curious about as well which 
often gets missed in these conversations. And I want to ask Hadiel, I wish we could, but what was your sex life during conception? Because the shift from having a wild sex life to then having kids and then feeling like your sex life has died forever. It's not that abrupt because often there's conception sex Mm. that happens Mm -hmm. and that shit ain't sexy. (laughs) When you're having sex to try and conceive, it's full of ovulation kits and temperature testing and I'm ovulating now, quick, we have to do it and I have to marinate in your sperm. Like (laughs) the sex, the sexy part of sex already died Mm -hmm. at that moment. So I guess a part of me is intrigued as to how her sex life was with trying to conceive her kids kids Mm. did it go on and on for months or did they you know do it once like hubs was so disappointed with how we conceived iggy because it was so instantaneous and fast and he was looking forward to To the the Mm sexathon. yeah he was like yes we're gonna get back into this where we do it like six nights in a row over her ovulation window like he couldn't wait and then iggy cock blocked him Literally. Literally. It's also my experience that there is a sex renaissance around when your youngest kid is one or when whenever the whoever's the baby turns one. I feel like there's a little bit more like you find yourself, you're not feeling so postpartum and it does kind of come back a little bit. Maybe not forever and it does go in seasons, but it was my experience that, yeah, it kind of comes back around one, 18 months. I don't know if that's something to hold on to. I know. It's a tough one. It's a really tough one. It's but tough. I, I actually... Rebs, I want to kind of echo what you were saying about how he needs to go and talk to his friends because yeah. this was something Hubs did. He mm-hmm. opened up to his friends where this was something that none of them were really talking about. Yeah. And he laid it on the table, was really honest, and it was almost like everyone else was like, oh, thank God, us too. Yes. Isn't it a slog? And then they can openly discuss how challenging it is to navigate feeling unwanted by their wives. Yeah. Because the push-pull effect that happens, like we can see it from women's perspective, but it's actually a two-person issue. Totally. But just like the push-pull is a two-person issue and like, yes, you're in a relationship and the care and needs of your partner are important, but also your care and needs are important as equally. Yeah. And if that's emotional care right now, then yeah, he needs to go talk to his friends and figure out how to support you as much as you're trying to figure out how to be sexy for him. Totally. It's it's, It's equal on both sides. One of the best conversations I had with Hubs was when he actually sat down and said, what can I do yeah. to help you get to a place where you feel sexy? Yeah, communication. And it really helped me. And I was like, okay, I need to be wined and dined. I mean, definitely I'm- don't feel scared to talk about it, you know. I think the most unfair thing that I said to Hubs was, can you not put any pressure on me? And he was like, but if I don't put any light pressure on you, then we would literally never have sex. And I was like, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. right. I need a healthy amount of pressure. (laughs) Because like I said before, once you do the deed, you're like, oh, this is great. Hey, this is good. Why don't we do this more often? They're like, oh, fucking told you. Yeah. (laughs) It's because they're guaranteed to come. Do you reckon that's what it is? Like, it's not a guarantee for us, so we could, like, do all that fucking effort. Yeah, women have to work harder you at know, it. You know, we have to sweat and get to uh, do all the things, and then you could kind of end up edging yourself, and then you're like, fuck! <laughs> all the regret. Of course, that's not universal, but, like, he's more than likely, if you've been together for a while, to be definitely guaranteed an orgasm, whereas for us, when we're busy and our mind is elsewhere and the baby might cry at any moment, it's not sexy. So, uh, yeah. Tell him to get very well acquainted with his hand. Yeah, go have a sexy shower. You could set up a sexy shower for him. You could put music on, light candles, turn the shower on hot and be like, here you go, have a fun time, see you after. <laughs> Somehow I don't think men need any help in that department. I know, if I'm anything- just trying to think of something halfway generous. <laughs> 
Hey, good luck, bestie. Let us know how you go. Slide yeah, in and update us. You poor thing. And do you know what? Four month old. Hello. Give yourself a break. Yeah, totally. It's I can't. Take I time. feel like I could have this conversation with a DL who's like, my youngest is eighteen months. Oh, my youngest is four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. But the fact that your baby is four months old is wild to me. That you feel this kind of pressure. Yeah. Must have had a crack in sex life before, is all I can say. And for that, congrats. <laughs> Ah, happy, happy Friday. Friday. Have a wonderful weekend ahead, DLs. Thanks for tuning in with us once again. If you want more in your ears this weekend or next weekend or whenever it tickles your fancy, we have subscriber apps that drop on Sundays. Every second Sunday, we're big, juicy, meaty, sleepover-style deep dive into one topic. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And we'll be back in your ears next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.